As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Time out. When there's gaps in coverage, every team needs a player they can count on to help. Aflac Supplemental Insurance can help close the gap between what health insurance covers and what it doesn't. When you're sick or injured, bills can rack up fast. Aflac pays cash that can be put towards medical expenses like co-pays or even non-medical expenses like rent or groceries. Get help with expenses health insurance doesn't cover. Visit aflac.com to learn more. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple. 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City Branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Thanks for listening to the Best of Heard Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 12 to 3 Eastern, 9 to noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and FS1. Find your local station for the Herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Herd. This is the Best of the Herd with Colin Cowher on Fox Sports Radio. Here we go. It is a Friday. Live in Los Angeles, it's the Herd. Wherever you may be, however... You may be listening. iHeartRadio, Fox Sports Radio, FS1, Blazing 5, Playoff Edition. It gets harder or does it? One hour from now, I'll have my picks. Jason McIntyre, three hours from now. He's had a great year. We'll have his picks. He was at the Lakers-Mavs last night. It was ugly early. Ended up being pretty interesting. Phenomenal game, Colin. Brutal loss for the Lakers. Goodness gracious. Luka Doncic is a killer. I've been saying he's the best player in the league. You saw that Luka just take over when it mattered most. Yeah. Oof. So I understand when super successful people, uh, a partner in a law firm, uh, a Mark Cuban, a tech genius, Patrick Mahomes, uh, if Giannis was arrogant a little bit, Things are easier. You're dominant. You're the man. People come up all day fawning over you. I, I get some of that arrogance for the truly gifted. It's funny, though, when you meet losers and they have huge, huge confidence and arrogance, like the Miami Dolphins. Yeah, I said it. The Miami Dolphins are the used car lot of the automotive industry. They're AOL of tech. The Chiefs are Netflix. They're Blockbuster. When I suggested yesterday you should be interested in Derek Carr, Dolphin fans are like, no, hard pass. <laughs> Derek Carr leads the NFL since 2014, the year he entered, in fourth quarter comebacks. Not Brady, not Mahomes. Nope, nope, not Stafford, not Aaron Rodgers. Derek Carr leads the NFL in fourth quarter comebacks. And because he's had horrible, embarrassing defenses, he often has to come back. He now, according to stories, he wrote a, he wrote a, a little note yesterday to Raider fans telling him it broke his heart. It breaks my heart. I didn't get to say goodbye in person. I am so grateful from the bottom of my heart, Raider fans. 
Dolphin fans are like, no, we got Tua. No, you actually don't. Skylar Thompson is starting, and you're going to get boat raced this weekend. But when Tua is healthy, yeah, it's kind of a thing. Bama, uh -uh, NFL, he's not. You know, I was talking to an agent recently, and he said, the clients I have that gave their heart to a franchise and the franchise turns on them, he says, man, those are the best clients. Those guys are so focused and so determined. They don't get into the money. They just want to win. They want to prove that team, the Raiders, wrong. So whoever gets Derek Carr is getting somebody who got burned and dumped and cheated on. He's upset. By the way, he's never had a great defense. I talked to an executive last night in the league, and he said, you know, Brock Purdy is a two-seed with a great defense. He's like, the Ravens are a playoff team on their fourth quarterback with a great defense. It's amazing what a good defense can do for Dak Prescott, right? The Raiders this year blew more two-touchdown leads than anybody in the league. They were 3-5 in five in games in which they led by two touchdowns. In five of those losses, the five losses, four of the five Derek played in, Three of the four losses he played really well in. Derek Carr gave everything to the Raiders, and they never appreciated it. You don't think he can help the New York Jets? I want him to go to the Jets now so badly to just burn Miami. The Jets won seven games and were last in the league in completion percentage and passer rating. You don't think Derek Carr can win with this team? I heard this, too. Well, you know, I don't know if he can handle New York. Aaron Judge from a small town in California. Eli Manning down south. Chad Pennington, Knoxville, Tennessee. Derek Jeter, Kalamazoo, Michigan. Don Mattingly, rural Indiana. I'd argue many of the biggest stars in New York come from small towns. They're a little intimidated by New York, at least initially. They stay to themselves. They work harder. They don't get distracted. They're simple, small-town people who love their sport. They're Aaron Judge. They're Don Mattingly. They're Derek Jeter. They often have great relationships with their family and their parents. They're very focused and pay attention to stuff that matters. You can have the big city guys getting distracted in New York. A lot of the great ones are Derek Carr. Faith, family, football. That's what he cares about. And Robert Sala, his job is on the line. And when your job is on the line, urgency really matters. Robert Sala needs to win now. Derek Carr is that solution, not drafting somebody, not Zach Wilson, not Mike White. But I love the Dolphins. Hard pass, don't need him. Really, the used car lot of the automotive industry now is telling you what they need. We're above Derek Carr. Leads the NFL in fourth quarter comebacks since he entered it. Not Aaron Rodgers who's been outplayed three years in a row at Lambeau by Goff, Garoppolo, and an old Tom Brady. Cannot wait to see what happens with Derek Carr. Never once, once had a great defense. The Jets have one.
Okay, so we got some, <laughs> we got a little clarity on Lamar Jackson yesterday. So Lamar came out and had a tweet, and we've been talking about this for three weeks. It's like, would somebody create clarity? Like, and he came out and he said, hey, thanks for your support. I'm reading this for our radio audience. Thanks for the support regarding my injuries. Here's an update. Uh, suffered a grade two sprain, borderline of a strain three, inflammation all over my knee, remains unstable. I'm in good spirits. Uh, I'm recovering. I wish I could be out there with my guys, but I can't give 100%. And uh, I'm still hopeful we'll have a chance. All right. I like that. So a lot of times, if you, let's say you work for a company and uh, you're looking for answers, you, you've got a dilemma and you're looking for answers. Sometimes the answer is provided outside of your building. Like your rival, your competitor does something and it creates clarity for you. Oh, we have to do something. So I'm going to give you three names that are creating clarity for the Baltimore Ravens. Joe Burrow, Deshaun Watson, and an emerging Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett in the last month, I've got to be honest, it's kind of good. And my guess is, though I don't love Deshaun Watson and think his personal conduct is disgusting and gross, an off-season, he'll probably come back a bit more refined. It's hard to take a couple years off, inserted mid-season in a good division. That's hard. He wasn't very good, but that's hard. So Burroughs, arguably after Mahomes, the best quarterback. Deshaun should be at least a B2B-plus quarterback. Got a good old line. And Kenny Pickett looks like dude can ball. Dude can spin it. I mean, he's pretty good at the end of the year. So you can go ahead and move off Lamar. But here's the Ravens with Lamar starting and without him starting. And you cannot have the fourth best quarterback in your division. With them starting, they give you 350 yards of offense, 24 points, 8-4. and four. Without him, they're honestly a Canadian Football League team. Well, they got a great defense. they got a great coach. Okay, interesting. So if they move off Lamar and trade him and decide let's start over, let's go to the fourth best quarterback in every division in football because you're not going to bring somebody in. They're not going to be better than Joe Burrow. It's doubtful because Kenny Pickett started for four years in college that they'll be as good or as refined as Kenny Pickett. And again, I do think Deshaun with an offseason, starting the season, camp OTA, probably going to be a little bit better next year, right? They'll be the fourth best quarterback in the division. So let's go to the fourth best quarterback in every division. Zach Wilson, Davis Mills, Russell Wilson, and, and Kenny Pickett, although he got really good at the end of the year. No playoffs. Oh, by the way, two of those teams have great defenses. If Baltimore decides we can just play defense. Jets and Denver have great defenses. But let's go to the other side. Taylor Heineke, Carson Wentz, Justin Fields, Marcus Mariota, and whoever started for the Rams. In that instance, again, you have a great coach, Sean McVay. You have a great, very good roster in Washington. No playoffs. 0 for 8. No playoffs. With great coaches, Harbaugh, Sean McVay, with great defenses, Jets, Denver, Washington's got a very good roster. So you can, you can convince yourself, hey, defense, we win with defense. You know who's got a good defense? Saints, Washington, Denver, Jets, New England. None are in the playoffs. So the clarity for Baltimore, if they're confused in the building, has been provided outside the building. Burrow, 
Deshaun with an entire offseason in Cleveland and emerging Kenny Pickett. You better sign him. You got to get on it. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. I thought it was funny. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is preparing for the playoffs, right? Do you realize he's the um, he's the AFC's oldest <laughs> playoff quarterback? Patrick Mahomes. Chiefs Patrick Mahomes, 27 years old. We pivoted from the Brady-Manning-Big Ben AFC quarterback kingdom to the Mahomes-Allen-Burrow version really quickly. And a lot of this, I mean, it's, it's really fascinating. This really comes down to AFC general managers hit home runs. These are all first-round quarterbacks. Baltimore Chargers, Cincy, Buffalo, Kansas City, Jags. There's your playoff quarterbacks. They're all first-round guys. Now, Tua, a smaller version, got hurt. But, by the way, this is why Denver went all in on Russell Wilson. Maybe overpaid for him. Why? This. It's why the Raiders are moving off Derek Carr. Those quarterbacks. If Derek Carr's in the NFC South, you're not moving off him. Uh, it's why, by the way, Tua. You, Tua doesn't stack up with these guys. Doesn't have the arm, doesn't have the athleticism, doesn't have the availability. Um, what's interesting is we all love the draft. It's where college football and pro football converge. And, you know, draft weekends are riot. Everybody thinks they just ace the draft. And there'll be four or five teams that'll just whiff on multiple picks. Two or three teams last year. And you could see it. We all knew. Um, I mean, I said it, I'd been ripping the Seahawks forever. After that weekend, I said, that's the best draft the Seahawks have had in years, and it turned out to be. I thought the Jets had the best draft, and it turned out to be. You can tell when a team aces a draft, usually, and you can tell when it's weird. A few years ago, Mike McCagden had a Jets draft outside of Quinn and Williams. It was just a disaster, and you knew it then, and you know it now. But what is funny is, is that the NFC, their GMs, did a good job to find gems in later rounds, but they're not stars. Kirk Cousins, fourth round. Dak Prescott, fourth round. Geno Smith, second round. Brock Purdy, seventh round. Jalen Hurts, optimistic, second round. It's, it's B guys. And so, you know, you can talk about Oh, my GM found this gem in later rounds. When it comes to quarterbacks, most of your stars are in the first round. Yeah, I know there's the Brady and there's the Russell Wilson thing. But if you look at the AFC, the five best quarterbacks in this league today, all AFC, all in their prime, all first rounders. Mahomes, Allen, Burrow, Herbert, Trevor Lawrence. GMs in the NFC get credit. Found this guy in the fourth round, this guy in the second round, this guy in the third round, this guy in the... Not as talented. They're B guys. When you give them a run game or a great defense, they can win games. But the AFC quarterbacks are generational talent. The NFCs are overachievers. You're going to win going forward with generational talent. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. I think it was Wall Street Journal, it may have been. It was one of these kind of business barons or something like that. And they were talking about how a lot of people were great at climbing the corporate ladder. 
They go to Wharton, they get good grades, they have a great internship, they go in and they move up quickly. But once they became a CEO, they didn't know how to run a business. They were better at climbing the ladder than actually running a business. And many climbed it very quickly, 34, 35. Now they're a CEO of a company and they're over their skis. Experience matters. And Brandon Staley's really, really smart. And he got into the NFL and moved up the ladder very quickly to become the Chargers head coach. But Brian Dayball had far more experience and the Chargers interviewed both and chose Staley. Brian Dayball wasn't a ladder climber. He's an NFL lifer. This is his life. He wants to be a football coach. And he's been around the league with a lot of coaches and a lot of experience. He's coach of the year, right? Probably. Um, Staley moved up that ladder very quickly, impressed the right people. But I've said this year, I feel like the last two years, the Chargers are sort of making it up and don't have an identity. The Giants have an absolute identity. And when you look at teams that have an identity, Pete Carroll, the Steelers late in the year, Andy Reid's teams, Harbaugh's teams, it's a lot of veterans that know how to create an identity, things you can count on daily, weekly, monthly. The Chargers, Brandon Staley, wouldn't play starters in the preseason because the game was, quote, meaningless. Then why play starters for three and a half quarters last week in a game that was meaningless? It's been announced today that Mike Williams won't make the trip. Injury so severe, he won't play. That's the difference in the ballgame. Why are you playing Mike Williams? Why did you play Bosa who got dinged up? Why are you playing Derwin James? These are really great players, essential to winning, but they have a history of getting dinged up. It's okay. Some guys just get dinged up. Mike Williams is a huge athlete. Derwin James is a rangy, talented guy, but he plays with so much velocity and speed. He gets banged up a lot. So does Bosa. So um, I, this, job, this job is a really attractive job. We've said before, this may be the best one on the market. Because you get Justin Herbert, you get Keenan Allen, you get a Bosa. There's a lot of things. They need to shore up their D-line, the middle of it. But this is very, very close to a Super Bowl winning team. It's a really good ride. I can't tell you how many years in a row, guys that I know who bet you know, for a living, they all love the Chargers every year. This is the year, and this is the year. And I just feel like if they go to Jacksonville and lose, and maybe situationally it's weird, Sean Payton sitting out there, living on the beach. I'd make the move. I, you see this all the time. You could go to law school. You could go to, what's a great law school? Virginia, Duke, Cal, wherever. And you get a job at a firm, junior partner, you work your way up, and then you get your first big case, and you're 32. I'm going to take the 42-year-old attorney who's been in that big case before. He understands the judge. He understands the nuances and the, the, the texture of a big case. He's been in eight I just feel like Brandon Staley, you know, he went to the right law school, right? Like he's got all the brain power, but I don't know. The team doesn't have an identity. Justin Herbert Superman is not an identity. That I just, I, I've been, I feel like, remember last year when they're going for it at like the 30 yard line against the Raiders. And you're like, I, you know, I asked Jimmy Johnson about that. And Jimmy, I think Jimmy said it on the air. It may have been off the air. I'm like, what did you make of that? And he goes, it's risk and reward. He goes, coaches play that game all the time. If you got that first down, so what? You needed six more first downs just to get in field goal range. You don't take that risk. There's no reward. You're just getting a first down. 
He just didn't understand. The analytics, the analytics. This year, by the way, they don't do that as much. So his brand last year, analytics, go for it. They pulled way back on it. He's making it up. He doesn't have an identity. He's just smart. He's the smart lawyer who went to Duke and gets, but he's not good in the room, right? He's not good in the court. He's kind of arrogant. The judge doesn't like him. The jury's turned off by him. You know, it, it, there's just, there's, experience matters. Andy Reid has been in so many of these moments. You know, there's a reason. Harbaugh in the playoffs. Tomlin is an underdog. Andy Reid in big spots. Man, you cannot replay. Doesn't matter where you went to law school and how smart you are. How are you in the room, in the moment? And I think Staley playing Mike Williams, and it's not like we're backseating this thing. Like, we were like, what are you doing? Fans. Media are not backseating this thing. Well, they, I'm they, what, Colin, what do you think about the players on the Chargers? Listen, all these guys are in their 20s. They have social media. They're hearing from the fans. Every single player in that locker room knows, what are we doing? This game's meaningless. Now you've got to travel across the country without your game-breaking receiver on the outside. I wonder if this kind of... This is a young team that hasn't been to the playoffs. A lot of these guys... This, this is not great for the Chargers this weekend. No. And so, now you've got to wonder about... who. Is this guy going to survive this? Is our coach going to be back next? I just, this is, Staley really Literally changes my bet. It, it literally changes my bet. Okay, so this story is unbelievable. Report. Jim Harbaugh facing key obstacle in Michigan contract talks. There is a growing, Pete Tamil, ESPN, New York Times guy. Very smart, knows his stuff. There's a growing chance Harbaugh could leave Michigan. It reads here. According to Tamil, the complicating factor is the NCAA's current allegation of recruiting violation made against the Wolverines. He could face a level one violation. It's severe. Uh, it could result in a suspension for the coach. Michigan's unwilling to move on to a new contract with Harbaugh until the situation is resolved, which could take weeks. Okay, time out. Let me ask Georgia fans. Let me ask Georgia fans, if I told you Kirby Smart will be suspended for six games next year, would you still want him as your coach? Yeah. Let's say Jim Harbaugh missed six or seven games next year due to health concerns or a family crisis. Would you still want him? There's very little Harbaugh on the market. I've never seen a university treat a coach who saved their brand. They were five and seven. Half the stadium was empty. They had like two NFL players on the entire roster. They had no momentum. He saved the program. Ten wins nine months later. A perfect example of how to navigate this, we have it, by a great college basketball program, Kansas. So Kansas was under investigation, like Michigan football, by the NCAA. Bill Self, violation. What did Kansas do? Kansas was like, well, regardless of what happens, Bill Self, we can't replace him. They gave Bill Self a lifetime extension. Telling the NCAA, do whatever you want. You're not going to force our hand. We, we, we're going we're to beat your arse when this guy can coach. We're not going anywhere. We like Bill Self because there's no Bill Self on the market. Bill Self's a great coach. All my guys, my NBA guys who rolled their eyes at college basketball, all love Bill Self. What happened? Like a year later, Kansas won a natty. <laughs> so Kansas 
provided the, the blueprint on this. Do you think your coach is great? Yeah. Then sign him. Let's say Harbaugh. Oh, Harbaugh. He can do a Bobby Valentine. He can wear a mustache, be in the sidelines, you know, Colin plays from the first row. Do you think you can get anybody on the market better than Harbaugh? In fact, I'll ask this, close to Harbaugh. The answer is, of course, no. I saw the list of who Harbaugh could be replaced by if he left. I mean, embarrassingly bad. It was brutal. It's guys Michigan, Central Michigan may not hire. So Kansas showed you how to do it. Do you like the coach? All right. When you deal with a great coach at the college level, they can be a little authoritarian. There's a little bit of ego. There's, you know, you got to, you got to, can be a little turbulent. Flight gets a little choppy every once in a while. Real choppy if you're John Calipari in Kentucky. But do you think you can replace them? Are they on the market? I'll just say it again. If USC found out today, oh, Lincoln Riley's going to miss five games next year. You think they're going to move off him? We'd be like, yeah, let's, let's go back to what we had. What? Bill Self, Jim Harbaugh. <laughs> Those guys, you look around. You think, you just think Michigan football. It's not that hard. It's Michigan football. Do you watch the Rich Rod years? The Brady Hoke stuff? How'd, how'd, that, how'd that work for you? You do get pre-Nick Saban what a tire fire Alabama was. Did you watch Oklahoma last year with Brett Venables? 11 wins, 11 wins, 11 wins, 11 wins. Lincoln Riley leaves. Honestly, bad, unwatchable, blown out half a dozen times. Michigan. You know, you know who they should put on suspension is the athletic director for poor judgment. He's sitting there talking himself out of hardball. You know, we can do a lot better here. Mm, really? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Good luck. Uh, Blazing Five is around the corner. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. When you're an American Express Platinum card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even... Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Hey, Doug Gottlieb here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making the now perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck, like a rugged half-ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines the raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. With the available iForce Max hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower further than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma, delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style the new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. With new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. When you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. 
So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out the amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. That's a hot one. Let's blaze it up. Fire it up. It's Collins Blazing Fire. Seahawks and 49ers. This is my favorite pick. I'll take Seattle plus nine and a half to cover. Uh, Only one of their losses has been by 10 plus points over the last 15 weeks, and that was against the Chiefs. Um, Geno Smith led the NFL 70% completion rate. They can pick up four and five yards at a time. The weather is going to be rainy and windy. Do not expect an aerial circus by either team. Kenneth Walker, Seattle is 6-1 when he gets 15 carries this year. They're going to rely on him in awful weather. And rookie quarterbacks, Brock Purdy, six career start. Rookie quarterbacks have five straight playoff losses. One and eight in their last nine. I think he plays a little tight. The weather is awful. Low scoring. I think the Niners win 24-16. This is a rivalry game. Pete Carroll against a rookie quarterback. I think it's choppy, ugly, low scoring 24-16 Niners. Chargers and Jaguars. I changed my pick uh, within the last hour. I will now take the Jaguars plus two and a half. Mike Williams is out. It is a real deal. So Justin Herbert has 10 picks on the year, and without Mike Williams, he can sometimes force it to other people. It worries me. The Jaguars since week 14 offensively, they're rolling. They have got an identity which the Chargers don't have. They've also scored 111 points off turnovers, second most in the league, and the Chargers can occasionally turn the ball over. No Mike Williams, overly reliant on Keenan Allen. The Jags will know it. Bracket him. I'm going to take the Jags to beat the Chargers. I'll take the points. 27 to 26. Dolphins and Bills. I hate big favorites, but I'm going to roll with the Bills minus 13 and a half. I think they clobber Miami. Bills. Seven-game winning streak. They've won eight of nine against Miami, and Miami beat them once this year, so they respect the Dolphins. Josh Allen in the playoffs has been sensational. Best in postseason history in total yards per game. So far, he's really delivered when it matters. Seven seeds, that's the Dolphins, are 0-4 since the NFL adopted this additional playoff team. Listen, first team in NFL history to make the playoffs going 0-4 or worse in December. They're beat up. Multiple starters are nicked or out. I think the Bills win and cover. They clobber them. 33-13 Buffalo. Ravens at Bengals. Rematch of Week 18. I have to take the Ravens plus 9.5. They play defense. They've got a good coach. Harbaugh's always been great in the postseason. And the last nine times the Bengals and Ravens have played, the Ravens have won six of them. Harbaugh's 11-8 in the playoffs. They run the ball. They play great defense. They're good situationally. Their defense, since trading for Roquan Smith, top three in the league in all the stuff that matters. The Bengals, left tackle's out. Alex Kappa's out. The O-line's banged up. And because of that, they have not run the football as well late in the year. They could become reliant very reliant with a big pass rush on throwing the ball downfield. I trust that Joe Burrow wins the game, 23-17 Bengals, but I am going to take the points. I don't like the fact they played last weekend. I just don't think that's good for the playoffs. Cowboys at Buccaneers. Okay, the wise guys, they call them the Sharps. 
They love Tampa. I don't. I like the Cowboys. Minus two and a half. I think they win. They're coming off a 20-point loss. Capable, talented teams off humiliating losses generally focus in and play well the following week. Only one team, the Eagles, had more pro bowlers than Dallas. This is a good football team. At times, really good. Dak will play better. He had a stinker. Aaron Rodgers has had bad games. Brady's had stinkers. The Bucks can't run the ball. Average 18 points a game. I'm hearing all these things about, oh, Todd Bowles will give you different looks. Mike McCarthy's been in this league 25 years. They're not going to be run, running that round the ring around the rosy stuff the Chiefs did. I think <laughs> Dallas has better players, better momentum, better team coming off an ugly loss. They'll be completely, utterly focused. Cowboys win 24-20 to 20 on the road, and you'll feel like when you watch the game, they controlled most of the game. That said, the wise guys love Tampa. And the wise guys were a lot smarter than me on this betting stuff. All right, Moose Johnson, three rings, Fox Sports. Seven times in his 11 years he made the playoffs. He is now with us at Fox. You know, I want to ask you, um, so you got Brock Purdy in his first playoff game. Go back to your, now, you weren't a quarterback, but go back to your first <laughs> playoff game. Were you a little nerd? Brock Purdy, that's a lot. You're a big favorite. You're at home. Everybody's talking Super Bowl. That is a lot for, for Mr. Irrelevant. Go back to your first playoff game. Do you remember it? Were you a little tight, Moose? No, not at all. Uh, in Chicago, um, excited, not tight, uh, confident in our prep that week. Um, the one that I always remember is our first Super Bowl. And we were there against the Buffalo Bills, and it was their third consecutive at the time. And we were on the sideline with all the pregame ceremonies. And then the flyby goes over the top of the stadium. Our sideline erupted. I mean, we, we were so excited. There was so much energy. And we looked across the field and it was ho-hum. You know, we've been here. Yeah. Uh, no big deal. So I, I think that emotion that we brought in as the inexperienced team was actually a plus for us. And so every time people talk about playoff experience, I said, you always have to look at it from that other perspective, too. That first time there, you are so excited and you've been so focused during your prep during the course of the week that sometimes I think that that's a positive. You know, that Dallas team you all were on, uh, the cap situation was different. You had pro bowlers everywhere. You're a pro bowler, fullbacks. You know, this Niners team's got a pro bowl fullback. Like your Dallas team, there's a pro bowler in literally every unit. Even the O-line, which can struggle, Trent Williams. So when yeah. you have, when you watch San Francisco this year, I, I kept saying, I don't know if they're the best team. That's the best roster. Because they're not reliant, Moose. I don't think they're reliant like your Cowboys. I mean, Troy Aikman had to play pretty well, but they're not reliant on anything or anybody. When you watched all these NFC teams this year, did you feel like they were a cut above in just in terms of talent? I thought Philadelphia was that team. Uh, we had them through the Giants game. You know, we had them that, that Giants game, kind of that last real dominating performance before the injuries hit them. And I felt that way about Philadelphia. Philadelphia, if you're going to go up against Philadelphia in the playoffs, you're going to have to play a, a, a near perfect game and, and maybe have to have a little bit of help from Philadelphia. I think that team now is San Francisco. I, I think we've shifted that uh, in the NFC from Philadelphia to San Francisco. And, and the number one reason they're very similar in how they're built, uh, especially on the defensive side of the ball, the, the ability to get pressure, uh, get around the quarterback, cause turnovers. You know, the big thing for San Francisco is if they're, 
even or plus in the turnover ratio, they're undefeated this year. They yeah. only lose when they make the mistakes. So I, I just think that this is a team that, that's got a chip on their shoulder. We had them in week one, and everybody was talking about a Super Bowl caliber roster in the opener. And they start out three and four, and they've got all that adversity, and they go through all those challenges. And then they right the ship and roll off 10 consecutive. So this is a team that's playing as well as they have at any point during the season. They're extremely confident. They're extremely healthy. And going back to that opener, a few of the question marks that, that Kyle Shanahan had going into the start of the season were answered in a positive way. The, the guard center guard area in that offensive yeah. line is probably his biggest concern. And that has really grown during the course of the season. And that, that starting five is playing extremely well. Okay, I want to go to Dallas, Tampa. Um, your thoughts, I'm sure you live in Dallas and you hear it. What is your take? I've never thought Dak is careless with the ball. I don't think he's a great arm talent. He's not Josh Allen, but I don't. I never thought of him. He's smart. I don't think he's a sloppy. This has been a weird year. He's up there with Davis Mills and picks. What is your explanation yeah. why that's happened? We had them in Chicago, and we actually talked to him about this because at that time, he had had a couple of games where he had some, some careless interceptions into the middle of the field, and it was more about the chemistry and the relationship with the receiver, seeing the same thing in coverages between the hashes. And he had another one, just like the ones we'd seen previously uh, when he tried to fit a ball into C.D. Lamb. And, and for me, it, it wasn't so much that I'm going to put that ball into an area and I want you to go get it. I just don't think that they were in sync in what they were seeing because it, it was crowded in the area that, that he was trying to fit that ball into that window. And, and CD did not go in and get it. He, he kind of left it out there and, and it just drifted into, uh, into the, the secondary for the bears to intercept. So that was one of the ones that I remember the most. And, and you started to see that same type of interception during the course of the year. So I don't know if it's a confidence and a chemistry thing, um, I, I don't know if it's not seeing the middle of the field cleanly yet, uh, but the ones in Washington were, were a little bit different than the ones he had during the course of the season early on. Um, so I, I, I'm not sure. As you pointed out, you know, he's tied with Davis Mills, but he's the, the first quarterback to be tied for this stat, uh, missing as many games as he did during the course of the season. He missed five games and he's still tied for the lead in interceptions, mm -hmm. which is very uncharacteristic in his style of play. You know, Aaron Rodgers didn't make the playoffs. Mike McCarthy did, but Mike took all the heat in the breakup, and that often happens. Um, what does Mike McCarthy do? Because obviously, Moose, he wins a lot of games, and he gets teams to the playoffs. So we can all, maybe he's not articulate at the mic, or he's, you know, he's kind of uncomfortable, or whatever. What does he do as a former Pro Bowl player that you watch and you like? You're a fan of – because not every coach does everything well. Belichick's struggling with offense. But is there something Mike does that you appreciate? His prep during the week, uh, the culture that he builds when he gets to a franchise. I mean, these are things that, from a player's perspective, are critical. And, and I think we've seen the success with Brian Dable with the Giants, Kevin O'Connell with the Vikings. Um, they were able to build that culture and have success quickly. Um, Matt Eberflus is doing the same thing in Chicago. He's just, he's a little bit behind uh, with a talent around some of the key players. And I'm excited to see what happens there because I think he's built a really good culture. That's the most important thing because that helps you weather the adversity when it shows up during the course of the season. And it's going to show up during the course of the season. So the biggest thing for me is, is how he builds that foundation for that team to function with the preparation during the course of the week, obviously his knowledge about the game of football, 
Uh, I think the one area where, you know, Mike himself will say, I've, I'm, I'm continuing to work on this and I've got to get better. Just like Andy Reid, you know, in-game decisions, you know, time management, clock management, challenges. There are certain things that happen during the course of the game that I think Mike could be a little bit better in. Uh, and that's something that Andy Reid has been working on for the majority of his career. But it's, it's not an easy thing. Uh, but other than that, you know, the, the, the surprising thing to me is when you had a guy like Mike McCarthy and a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers, that they were only able to win one Super Bowl together in Green Bay. So Giants, Vikings, they played a lot of these playoff teams have played earlier. And, you know, my, my initial feeling was, man, this is a really good matchup for the Giants. The, I've, I've watched a lot of Viking games this year and they can just, they get into bad spots with their run defense where they just don't defend it. They don't have the whatever it is, personnel, and they, they, they start getting into a situation where they give up chunk yards and chunk yards and chunk yards. Dallas did it against them, Green Bay, and I, I could see the Giants doing that. Um, but New York does have some limitations offensively. Um, in your history in the NFL, the Giants, it's certainly possible they're a better story than they are currently a team. Because it's a fun story. Dables saved the franchise, right? What do you make of the Giants as a playoff team, Moose? Uh, they should just be thrilled to be there because, you know, we had them several times early in the season. And, and if you were to ask me week five, week six, are the Giants playoff caliber? I would have told you no. Um, they were definitely trending in the right direction. But to get to the NFC playoffs, I just did not see that with this team. Um uh, the improvement with Daniel Jones this year, not turning the football over has been huge. Um, that, that's been a, a, a huge plus for him. Uh, Kayvon Thibodeau, his emergence at the end of the season, kind of waiting for that. And, and maybe that's with Martindale kind of just getting all those pieces together. Uh, but the Giants playing their best football, you know, down the stretch. And, and that's what you want to do. Uh, but, but I had no indication that this was a, a playoff <laughs> caliber team and we had them early in the year. Uh, so I'm really happy for what Brian Dable has been able to accomplish. As you say, he's resurrected one of the, the better franchises in the NFL, which is good for everybody. When the Giants are playing well, it's good for everybody. So I'm excited about that. Uh, I, I'm excited to see what what this team does because I'm sure they feel they let that game in Minnesota slip through their, Minnesota slip through their fingers first time around. Uh, and there's going to be good motivation there, not based on, hey, we lost. Let's let's get some revenge as, as opposed to looking at it from what did we do wrong? How come we couldn't finish that game? And that's the one thing with Minnesota that that is just mind boggling to me as a first year team, you know, with Kevin O'Connell as your, your, your new head coach, how do you find a way to win all these one score games <laughs> week after week after week? I mean, it's, it's absolutely amazing. So I think we're going to see another one of those games. Uh, and it wouldn't surprise me to see Brian Dable, maybe pull it out this time. Finally, Mike Williams won't play got dinged up in a meaningless game at the end. There's, there's great, reservation by many that he played Belichick plays his guys other coaches don't I felt the Chargers were so dinged up earlier and three players Derwin James Mike Williams and Bosa tend to be guys that play really hard there's something in their body Mike's got a back issue there are certain players that I would rest in spots they just some guys are just just tend to be a tad more injury prone this could be a game changer for the Chargers. What is your theory on that last regular season week playing guys and not playing them? What do you what's your belief system here? I think it should be different for every for every matchup. Um, you know, we were fortunate in Dallas. You know, we always had something to play for that that last game of the regular season, you know, where there was usually something on the line 
whether whether it was uh, you know home field advantage, uh, whether it was uh, you know a better seating, you know there, there was just something there. Very rarely did we have the opportunity that that we didn't need our starters out there. Now we did sit Troy and Michael and Emmett on on a number of occasions, um, and, and that was fine. But Jimmy was really big at kind of keeping the offensive line, myself, the tight ends out there, you know, during the course of that game. And, and it was something that I thought Brian Dable was going to do. I really thought going into Philly you know, getting to the playoffs and, and, and really having that be kind of, you know, an extra, an extra accomplishment in year one. I was surprised that, that they didn't play more of their guys at that point, but you have the reservation. You're always going to be able to find that Mike Williams story. That's going to scare every coach and be afraid to have that happen again. So um, for me, I, I don't want to lose any momentum. I don't want to go into the playoffs on a loss. And, and it's really hard. I think you have to look at it. I think you make a great point. If you've got players on your roster that seem to be, more, more injury. I don't want to say injury prone, but but they, it's it's harder for them to stay healthy year round. Then I definitely would take a long hard look at making sure those guys maybe don't play when they don't have to. Yeah, Mike's had some back issues. He's a remarkable player. I mean, a, just a tremendously difficult matchup. Moose, it's great seeing you as always. Love your work. Appreciate you taking time for us. You're a busy guy, and thanks again. Always, a, uh, always enjoy talking with you, Colin. Hi, this is Jay Glazer, and you may know me from the world of football or fighting or even shows like HBO's Ballers. What you don't know is for my entire life, I have lived in something I refer to as the gray. Depression, anxiety. So now I'm coming out with a new podcast, Unbreakable, a mental health podcast with Jay Glazer, where each week, while we talk about mental health, I hope to describe it. Give it words. Listen to Unbreakable with Jay Glazer on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. What up, everyone? It's Lunchbox from the Bobby Bone Show, and I'm here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car, like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive. You can count on your new Camry to get you anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places.
What about the Bailey Zappi thing? So I read this story yesterday. The opening line to the story is, Belichick found out, which is why it stopped. (laughs) According to a story I have in my hands now, late October, um, Mac Jones was so frustrated, he was going to people, asking them outside of the building, can you fix our offense? Do you have new ideas? Belichick found out about it, was pissed, and went with Bailey Zappi. Now, Here's the interesting part. He was telling, Mac Jones was telling people, according to the story, Chris Sims said this. He wasn't happy. He was calling people, hey, can you help us with ideas? So Belichick finds out. Multiple reports indicate that Mac Jones has full support among Patriot players. Many are upset with Belichick's handling of the Bailey Zappi situation. So this goes back to something I talked about yesterday. Belichick treats every player like a linebacker. And quarterbacks, a young quarterback, has to be treated differently. So think about this. Mac Jones had Sark in 2020, a former college quarterback. Mac Jones, unbelievable. Following year, he goes to the pros. He has Josh McDaniels, a high school quarterback and a former college offensive player. Mac Jones, Pro Bowl. Belichick, who treats everybody like a linebacker, gives the sloppy, unmade bed of a coordinator, Matt Patricia, (laughs) Mac Jones. Mac's kind of a feisty detail guy. He wants the details. Patricia, no sensibility to offense. Stafford couldn't stand him in Detroit, and he regresses. There you go. So let's examine why this hasn't worked. He was great with Sark. He was great with McDaniels. I mean, you go back and look at Mac Jones' rookie year numbers. are kind of, you forget how good they were. And this year, players see the truth. Players know what's going on here. Mac Jones ain't Josh Allen, but he's not the problem. By the way, Tom Brady at the end, get me out of here. Mac Jones earlier this year, get me out of here. This is a Belichick issue. We've talked about this before, is that when people, when coaches become great, the danger is smart people can do dumb things. Matt Patricia, offensive coordinator. Why? Because they don't pivot. Greg Popovich has not pivoted to the three-point shot. Now he's finally getting it. But again, stubborn. This is not basketball the way I see it. Spurs have been irrelevant for five years. Mike Krzyzewski was initially very stubborn with one and done. Then those players started beating Krzyzewski, and he pivoted to, all right, I'd rather have him than get beat by him. Bobby Knight, stubborn, arrogant, rigid, never did, became a joke at the end of his career. So Belichick, again, it's a different era. These kids come out of college. They've been pampered a little bit. You can't treat them like linebackers. You got to have a partnership. And Brady at the end did not feel like it was a partnership. Remember Tom versus time? He wants to feel respected. He wants some input. He's the GOAT. He didn't get any input. Michael Jordan didn't get any input with Phil Jackson. Of course he did. So uh, this, this, I'm glad you had that as a last story, but the story now is the players support Mac Jones. I didn't like that Bailey Zappy stuff. How about that? So let me get this straight. Belichick hammers Brady in the film room for a decade. Brady gets sick of it, right? 
Yeah. Now Belichick yells at Mac Jones and benches him for seeking offensive help. This sounds a lot like football's passing somebody by. And I like Belichick. Obviously, he's won we all a ton. Do. No, it's one of the great coaches in the history of the sport. But what is he, 70, 71-ish? Something to consider. Sometimes the person that provides the answers, eventually, you're going to have more questions. Belichick provided a lot of answers yeah. when the NFL was a defensive first league. Yeah, It's an offensive league. Now, there's a lot of questions we have about Belichick. Well, you know what Nick Saban did when he college football started pivoting? He's like, well, I can't handle all this. I, let me bring on 25 new guys to the staff. No, he tells Saban tells a story. New yeah. York Times. Look it up. Lane Kiffin. He's like, Lane Kiffin's doing stuff at practice. We couldn't stop, and I had the best defense in college football. I couldn't stop it. Yeah. And now Alabama is not known as linebacker U. It's known as wide receiver U. Saban's brilliant. Saban very quickly pivoted to offense, knowing that I'm the best defensive coach, and I can't stop these you got to have the humility to realize, hey, I, do, do you think Belichick has that humbleness? You ever, do you see it at the podium? Hey, hey, it's Malcolm Gladwell host of Revisionist History, eBay Motors is here for the ride. Your elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber. Not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like in the parking lot at your kid's peewee championship game. A trophy bigger than your five-year-old is blocking the rear windshield of the car in front of you. As they reverse into you, you're stuck on defense. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, this crash could drain your athletic fund. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary.